This is Who Gives a Hoot, and the music is brought to you by The Broke Loose. Welcome to Who Gives a Hoot, and you want to know why? It's because we do. This is Pierce Squirrelette. I'm co-hosting with my friend Luke Opperman. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing fantastic, Pierce. Uh, this is crazy because we haven't even started. We haven't even started a podcast yet, and we already have 100 followers on Twitter. We're having tons of interaction with so many different people. It's been so awesome, and we have this phone going off. What the heck? Anyway, we have, uh, we've been, this is very low production, as you probably can imagine. I mean, we're in the middle of the Council Bluffs Public Library, just doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. I mean, this is, I'm super excited for this. What do you really expect from me, uh, third tier <laughs> right. soccer podcast? Right, exactly. I mean, we're, we're here with passion, a little bit of uh, free public assistance, and uh, our producer, Pat. Yeah, Pat, give us a wave. Give us a wave, Patrick Tyler. Uh, look at him giving a wave. And then on the ones and twos, we've got the best full name in the business, Patrick Tyler Overmeyer. Welcome. And uh, so as you can already tell, this is not going to be a super serious podcast. We're going to talk about Union Omaha soccer. We're not affiliated with them. We're very independent from that. We're going to talk about League One. We're going to talk about Union Omaha. And we're just going to have fun. This is something going to be very educational. And it's going to be something for experienced listeners, too. So let's just, I mean... Shoot, let's get into it. We put on Twitter earlier this week questions for you guys to ask us about the Union Omaha scene as of right now. First question comes from The Soccer Goose, who asks, how would we describe the soccer climate and culture in Omaha? Luke, how how would you describe it? Well, uh, this question is coming from Ben, um, who I've noticed has been a serious uh, Charlotte, well, maybe not supporter, but advocate. Um, We've been seeing a very different soccer scene here in Omaha. You know, we get a pro team, and it's not so much the same impact that some of these other cities are having. Right. We've had a very strong, successful uh, youth soccer program in Omaha, Council Bluffs Metro, for years. Right. Maybe not the best in terms of results, but (laughs) to begin with. But, I mean, think about how many teams we've had. I mean, bug eaters. We've had so many NCAA teams. I mean, we have we have so many fans here. It's just crazy, and we're this city is so thirsty for this team. Well, as far as our college, uh, you know, our semi-pro teams, yeah, hands down. I mean, this off season we've had uh, the Omaha Kings that are actually playing the game tonight. Uh, we've got the bug eaters who have been doing a fantastic job building the grassroots starting as a Lincoln club and very much a Lincoln club. No, love to see that sort of passion here. Uh, No, no, UNO Nebraska, uh, which is the Omaha um, Nebraska soccer team. They've done fantastically. Uh, Iowa West um, Community College, which is a junior college, which has won numerous national titles as well as Creighton men's, Creighton women's, has done fantastically. And We've it's, got soccer everywhere. And it's not even the fact that we're good at it. It's the fact that we have so many supporters coming out. I'm looking at the Twitter right now. Union Omaha hasn't even played a game yet. They haven't even played a game yet, and they have 43, they have 4,300 followers on Twitter. I mean, just think about how thirsty this, t- this town is in order to have that type of following. I mean, we're a podcast with three dummies. I mean, we're just not, I mean, we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're doing. And we have more than 100 followers. It's so great to see this thirst for the soccer team. And it's great to see all this. We were talking about it earlier. How is the membership doing compared to others? We're sitting um, with Omaha Parliament. They're 80 plus followers right now. Yeah. Um, over 300 and those uh, are people, on the email list. That's people buying tickets. Those are people buying scarves and memorabilia. I mean, we haven't played a game, Luke. We haven't played a game yet. That's crazy. That's crazy town. Well, well Pierce, you as a huge uh, UNL, uh, yeah. or, or sorry, Nebraska fan. Yes. Uh, 
you know how much Nebraska loves soccer. Nebraska. Well, Nebraska loves sports. Right. We'll do anything. Shoot, we were just watching football, basketball, and soccer right before this. We just love sports here in Nebraska. So to have a soccer team that we can all love together, oh, it's going to be fantastic. Well, full disclaimer, fantastic. we're recording this in Iowa. And right. I, <laughs> I, I, as someone who lives in Iowa, was not my choice. And, uh, was not my choice. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> as someone who lives in Iowa, I understand how fully committed Iowa is to sports support. Yeah, you know definitely. we're, you know, so long as it's not Nebraska. Well, um, but you when see it. when we're looking at this team that supports a metro of not only just Omaha, right, Bellevue, Papillion. It's a Gretna, but also Council Bluffs, Glenwood, Missouri Valley, everywhere up to. I think we've had people reaching out as far as Sioux City and Sioux Falls. It's crazy. Uh, you know, we we are here to make sure that your soccer itch is scratched. Yeah, for sure. So let's go on to the next question. This is again from the Soccer Goose. Uh, why do we feel that Omaha? Why do we feel Omaha is ready for League One? This is kind of a tough question when you think about it. We don't have a roster yet, so it's like it's kind of hard to see that start to develop. Like, are we ready for League One? What do you, I mean? What do you think, uh, Ben? You, you heard the first question. Um, yeah, it, it kind of answers itself. Yeah, I, I know. We're uh, the fans <laughs> are ready. We're all ready to get this going. It's the problem. I mean, is it, the roster ready? Well, I it, don't know. I mean, we don't have a roster yet yeah. as of this recording. What, what is it? What December is it, the 21st? 21st? Yeah. Uh, December 21st, 19, or 2019? 2019. Yeah, yeah. Ni- not 1999. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, there, there's a little bit of an age difference. Right, just there. a little bit. <laughs> uh, but we have current former professional players that have done extremely well. Yeah. Um, one of our... Former Creighton players just signed with New England Revolution after doing a good almost 10-year stint with Sporting Kansas City, Seth Sinovic. Yeah. Um, obviously, we kind of wish that he would have looked a little bit north of Missouri <laughs> and come come here with us. But, you know, we, we've got some great players coming out of both universities here in Omaha, some great players coming out of the junior college in Council Bluffs. No, we are excited to see everything we can do with the talent in Omaha. Yeah. And excited to see what we can do with all the talent that is developing in Omaha. To grow on that, Coach J, this is another question from SlickVic13. Do we think Coach J will implement the same soccer style as he used with the Mavs, which is UNO, if you don't know, it's UNO Nebraska Omaha. Coach Mims used to coach at UNO and is now the head coach at Union Omaha. So the question is, do we think Coach Jay will implement the same soccer style as he used with UNO, or will it be radically evolved or changed after becoming an assistant for the reserves? What do you think? Because what we saw at the Combine ran a lot of 4-3-3, ran a very fun on the wings. I, I mean, I never watched him when he was at UNO, but to me, it looked like he was strong on the wings and fun and fast. Now, now Pierce, you and I, I know we've talked about this a little bit in be off um we don't have an 11 yeah we we don't have a five at yeah. this point we really need to know what we're gonna get before we know what jay is going to implement right because as it stands right now jay could be pulling only from college he could be pulling from you know your lansing united expo uh you know we we could be pulling from mls well, uh, who knows free, free agents we are in the dark here. But Jay has had a great tenure uh, starting the program at UNO, but also being the assistant coach at Creighton. He's got a great reputation with both programs, and we know he's been scouting them extensively, yeah. as well as scouting the uh, junior college program at Iowa Western. Uh, this is a lot to 
to compute here. I know. Um, it's crazy. So, I mean, to grow on that from, I mean, we went to the uh, Combine a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, was that last week? I can't remember. That, that was I, I, literally I, last week. Was it? Jeez. Where have I been? Gee, many Christmas. It's like it's the holiday or ah, something. Golly, isn't that true? Did you get your Christmas presents done? Oh, shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were at the Combine, and like I was saying, they were playing these 4-3-3. How they did it was a little different, though. They had, they had 33 players come out, right, and they played 11 on 11, but it was three teams, right? So what did you see at that Combine that you liked, some things that you didn't like? Because for me... I like the style of play that they were all playing. The thing, as a former defensive player mm-hmm. in youth soccer programs and pickup soccer programs throughout, I enjoyed the fact that we had defense that was not afraid to challenge. That's Okay, so that's what I was also going to say. On one of the teams, they had three guys that played. Uh, they had two really big center backs, tall center backs. I don't know if I'm allowed to say their names or who they were. I, I'm just going to leave. We'll just say that they were there, and you can just trust us, guys. I mean, you just trust us. But I like this way that the they had three guys that played really well together. It was a right back and two center backs. Tall, big, strong, and the wing, and the right the right back was quick, and he went and he was not afraid to go down the wing and attack and help the attack. I like that style of play. I think that that can, if you are athletic, if you can run with the ball and you are like good with your feet and smart, I think you win a lot of games in League One. I think, as you're saying, a strong defense is going to make sure that anybody we sign further up the field yeah. is going to be successful. You know, we're not going to score enough goals if we can't stop the goals from coming in. Mm. As someone who's been a Sporting Kansas City fan, <laughs> I, I can see what a strong defense can do for your team. Well, just you Sporting Kansas City as a... I mean, I'm a Chelsea and a Sporting Kansas City fan, so you obviously can tell what type of soccer I like. Defense, 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 defense. Park the bus because that will get you to the Champions League final. That will get you to the playoffs. You can build on that. It's not pretty, but you can build on that. But even with that, I think that Union Omaha, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, they're going to play very strong two center backs, but they're also going to be fun. They're going to try. They're going to try to be creative. If we don't see a creative team, I have entirely misunderstood this team. Yes. Because yep. everything I've heard from this team is we're going to play some fun soccer. We're not necessarily going to play the beautiful game, right? as it's called. Well, you can't. Uh, I mean, like in League One, it's hard to play that beautiful game. No. Yeah. But, but we are going to play that sort of fun soccer that people want to come see mm-hmm. and that is going to beat teams like Madison, yes, like Greenville, like Inner in mm-hmm. our first team game. Yeah, but. so let's go into that. I mean, what is our readiness? I mean, the season is upon us. We got. It was funny because we were talking about when we were going to record this podcast and we decided on this date and we're like, we're going to have nothing to talk about. And we're really going to have no. And then all of a sudden, the schedule comes out. And all of a sudden, we have a ton to talk about. What do you think about our chances? What do you think about the schedule as what we have now? I mean, first game's Orlando on the road. I mean, uh, could you draw? Uh, I'm going to correct you there. Oh, it, Miami. My, oh, my. Same thing. Same thing. You're right. It's a, it's it's a Florida. Tr- it's a Florida. Just no, get it. Oh, they, it is. There are gators there. It's the getting, same thing, Luke. By the it's the same thing. Yeah, no, but you're right. It's inter. What do you think? I think for me personally, if I had to draw it up, of course I'd rather have it be a home game. But for a team, that's about as good as you're going to get. Uh, March 27th? Yep. Don't want to see us at home. No. Yeah, it's going to be cold. Yep. Yeah, it'll be cold. I, I remember March 27th <laughs> last year. Uh, I was still pulling on my parka. <laughs> it's like, gonna be cold, but uh, like to see a new team like that, just like us, to be paired up against a new team, they're going through the same struggles that we are. Well, I'm I'm a little bit worried about it, to be honest. Really? Um, as an MLS two side, I'd like to see us bust our chops against an independent team that's not banking on their support staff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, while I understand that, you know, Inter-Miami 2 or whatever their final team name ends up being, we are going to have a very tough challenge mm-hmm. uh, forcing us. Yeah. We are going to face a lot of obstacles 
but I don't think it's anything that Jay yeah, and Unioma and the team that we're building has not seen. Um, but the thing is, uh, to, to, to keep growing on that, I mean, I think because, I mean, just because you are a part of an MLS squad, we saw it in 2019, all four of the teams were independent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, North Texas is not, but, I mean, wait, are they? No. Not, North, uh, North Texas is one of the most storied uh, two sides in, right. in and MLS because FC Dallas has one of the best... Um, one of the best farm systems, yeah. as you would. Yeah. I mean, I think, but we saw Lansing, we saw Greenville, and we saw Ford Madison, right? Those are three independent teams. It's like, we can do this. You don't have to be a part of MLS club in order to make the playoffs, in order to be a good team and a respectable team. No. And we won't be part of an MLS club when we win the cup. Yes, exactly. Didn't we already book our tickets for, oh, I guess we won't have to book our tickets for the final because it's going to come here. The, yeah. I mean, because well, we're going to have a home game. Well, I, I mean, a home game in well, late October sounds yeah. fantastic. It does. Me. It does. I mean, it's nice and chilly. Well, and you know, we'll bring there, all... There's yeah. nothing spookier than an owl for Halloween. I mean, do you want to dress up? I mean, a little, a little far-fetched, but do you want to dress up as an owl for Halloween, you and me? Well, I would I, think so. I, maybe not dress up as an owl, but, yeah. you know, I expect to see a lot of uh, roadkill. <laughs> Let's, uh, so then the, so the schedule is out. Give me your first initial thoughts when you saw the schedule. Little disappointed, to to be entirely frank, with our beginning of the season. Um, I wanted to see us come out hot. I want to see us come out strong. Um, we're going, our first game is March 27th. 27th. Yeah. Um, and our next game is in Madison, Wisconsin. I know. On the 16th of April. By the way, this is not fair because this is obviously a podcast so you can't see us. I have a laptop in my in my lap. Luke is doing this all off of memory. Like you're killing, you're doing a great job. So, Luke, it is actually the 27th is the first game. Second game is April 18th. So you have that long break, and it's all road games. It's like it's hard to start that well, momentum. There are no games between those two. I know it's so hard to start that momentum for I, us. I mean, I love the fact that we're starting out with theoretically two bird games that we can <laughs> win this bird cup. <laughs> no, we're. We're coming out there. We are the apex predator in this league. Yeah, we're not. We're, no. we're, owls are better than pelicans. I mean, uh, and owls better, beat pelicans, and, ibis, flamingo. We're, we're better than all of those. If, no. For those who don't know, Inter, Inter Miami and Ford Madison and Union Omaha, am I missing a team? They're uh, all bird Tormenta. teams. Tormenta. These, guys, these teams are all bird teams, and we're playing for the bird cup. Do we have a trophy yet? Uh, we will. We will. So as, as far as I have been told by let's, Omaha Parliament, this podcast is going to start it. This podcast is going to get the bird cup. We'll make it up ourselves. If, I mean, we have a three D well, printer right outside our door. Let's just it, make one. That 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 is true. It, it's a small. It's, uh, it's ma- an R two D two. But we're gonna. We'll just print it off for everybody. We'll we'll handle that. It's gonna yeah. be about. It's gonna be palm size. But you know what? It'll be ours. Yeah. It'll be ours. But yeah. So then we all of a sudden. But my problem with the schedule is that we have not many home games at the beginning, but we finish out the season with two home games in a row. So if you're in that playoff hunt, if you're getting close, we have a lot of home games at that back end, so you can get a lot of momentum towards the end of the year. I mean, out of the last, I'm counting right now, out of the last, uh, what is that, six games? Yeah, that's out of the last seven games, you have one road game. That's a lot of momentum coming down the stretch. Now, here's my thought there is we come out as a brand new team, guys building that chemistry, starting their preseason in Florida. Oh, nice you know, and warm. No, nice, warm. They get that first mm-hmm. first season game. It's the first game of the USL one season for anyone there in Miami. We're not being foreshadowed by anyone else. We get to break the ice, even though there's no ice in Florida because they got beautiful <laughs> weather. But we're we're coming in and we're starting that building that chemistry. Hopefully, those games between the first and second are broken up by us making some waves in the U.S. Open Cup. Yes. No, we're really hoping for some positive things there. Uh, and by the end of the season, we're going to be. 
a well-oiled machine ready to win the USL one, ready to prove ourselves as second to no one. Yeah. We're not flamingos. <laughs> We're not El Plastico. <laughs> we are here to win the USL Cup. So yeah, that's what our thoughts are. That's the first. Be- that's the first part of our uh, of our podcast. The second part, we interviewed Ben a couple days ago. Well, I say a royal we, and that would be you. I mean, you interviewed. Well, the there, problem we, is we had our producer yeah, on hand. Uh, Patrick Tyler was there, and Luke was there. The problem is, is that this interview happened at three. I have a job. I can't just. <laughs> uh, that's why that's why I wasn't there. I'm just trying to make an excuse on why I wasn't we're, there. We're not unemployed, Bob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we clearly are not getting paid to do this. We're doing this out of the goodness of our heart and because of our pure love for Union Omaha. We have a great interview with Ben coming up, a fellow Chelsea fan, a very smart man. Uh, no, no, no. Fellow uh, Chelsea fan, great Chelsea fan. A Chelsea fan. Great. Not all of us are Chelsea yeah, fans. Uh, well, you know, well... You know, today's day one of, you know, recruitment. So have a great listen with that, and we'll be back on the other side. We're going to recap, and we're going to close out this uh, podcast, our very first one. Who gives a hoot? So, Ben, welcome to Who Gives a Hoot. Hey, guys. Because we give a hoot. Oh, I give a hoot, too. It's nice to be here. (laughs) So you are marketing and community outreach my manager? my technical title is manager, comma, marketing, community relations. All right. Um, is very important. Yeah. Very distinct. Uh, yeah. Uh, classier than of. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So we're going to start with the hard-hitting questions. Okay. What's your favorite Simpsons episode? Ooh, great. Uh, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa on ice. Lisa on ice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Hockey, hockey themed, but like it's a Lisa episode, which are always good. It's also like a good sports episode and good uh, familial love. Um, yeah. It's a plus. Uh, so that lead me to believe you're a big fan of the movie Miracle and Goon? Nah, no. no. Never, never seen either of them, nor Slapshot. Nor Slapshot. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just, we were at an we establishment, uh, probably that does not sponsor this podcast. So we were at an establishment <laughs> in uh, Sarpy County and that had a number of sports movie posters, classic sports movie posters. Uh, I had five of 14. It's a little embarrassing. Well, I was more disappointed you didn't have nine of 14, leaving five on... Yeah, no, no, no. I'd only watched five of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so we'll, uh, we'll discuss so that we'll later. we'll talk to Netflix yeah. to get the 14 on it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so tell us what your job entails with Union Omaha. Absolutely. So uh, in theory, my job should be three parts. Uh, part one is marketing management. So that would be basically figuring out our marketing mix, whether that's purchasing advertisement, digital, that sort of thing. Basically driving our marketing program, get people to our games. And you know, I believe the job description said create passionate, raving fans. So obviously you I'm have, succeeding, you have right? None of those. None of those. Uh, part two is event management. So that's anything from watch parties to uh, match day experience. Uh, and then the final part is community engagement, right? the, the community relations piece of the job. Um, and just making sure that we're in the right places we need to be as a community. So that's the job description, but we're a small startup soccer team. And uh, I would also claim the title of IT guy. And um, you, you know, know how to plug in the monitors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. If uh, if you need an email address created, come to me. Um, you know, but so we're all doing everything right now, um, pitching in, and that's that's how I like it. I think uh, my strengths are broad, um, as well as focused. All right. <laughs> so that kind of leads me into the the next question. Well, should have probably been the first question, but. What is your background? Oh yeah, uh, we can. Do you want it professional or personal? Well, which well, should we start with? Which one makes you more qualified? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a, I think it's a meld. I've uh, I've only had any success in my career when uh, my personal passion lines up with what I'm doing. Perfect. Uh, I started uh, right out of undergrad as a temp to hire employee at a commercial bank. Uh, and that was a terrible, terrible year of my life. Um, I really worked with some great people, but I didn't. Uh, it, was, it was tough. It was 
really yeah. not what I want to be doing. I uh, went to business school right, in Denver. And then, um, and then after that, I um, graduated with a business degree in 2008, which was obviously the best possible time in America to be an MBA. Um, and so I got a job working at a nonprofit um, doing events and communications. I uh, worked there for two and a half years. The nonprofit focused on alternative trans promoting alternative transportation uh, in, within a region of Denver. And then uh, after that, I did uh, worked two years uh, for Denver Bike Share in Denver doing uh, sales marketing and communications. Uh, and then I moved to Omaha to be the program director of Omaha B-Cycle and grew that program from five stations and 33 bikes to um, two programs, Heartland B-Cycle Bike Link and uh, 90 stations, 400 bikes under management, two communities, well, three if you include two communities or two metro areas. I don't know. How do you say it? I bike share. That was that was what I did most recently. <laughs> I think we're less than half a block away from one now. That is uh, that is true. We are uh, we are very near one um, that has it's moved around a bit, but it's seems yeah. to have found a good home here. Um, yeah. So we are in uh, we were in Council Bluffs or not we anymore. I don't know. Still struggling with all this uh, new job thing, but um, Council Bluffs, Papillion, Omaha, and Lincoln. So perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, I suppose the next question is we should be asking every single fan and front office member and anybody involved in League One is what are you most excited about with Union Omaha? Oh, um, I think like this may be a cheesy answer, but like there's a lot of things I'm excited about leading up to this, but like the moment that I can't see past almost, I mean, I can't, but like. Uh, is that first game, right? Like, I, I think um, we've all wanted professional soccer in Omaha for so long, and, like, you know, I know that that's what, like, this huge thing has been missing from my life, and, um, you know, I got back last week from the League Summit, and we met with uh, J&M Fireworks, um, who is a uh, local... Lincoln-based? Uh, they are based somewhere in Missouri, oh. but they have a warehouse here. Oh. Um, and so the, and the sales staff that was at the league meetings are from uh, here. They actually live over in Iowa. Perfect. Um, and Best so state. exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, so they were over here um, and, you know, they're going to they're going to pull out all the stops for our first game and just sort of uh, it's going to be quite the show. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I got one last thing of that. Uh, that first goal at home is going to be magical. Like, I, I think that's going to be... Um, First game hat trick or we're out? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, that's all right. I'll, uh, I'll tell that to Jay Mims and get him working on uh, all right. signing some... Expect nothing less. Forwards. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, as far as organizationally, what are your goals for 2020 besides goals? <laughs> yeah, it's very nice, very nice. You know, I think... Um, Obviously, we want to be successful uh, on a personal level. Um, I want to lead the league in attendance. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would be that'd be great. Uh, I think any new uh, independent club coming into League One would feel that way. Um, but you know, we, I think that's that's sort of our target. Um, making sure the uh, stands are packed every night we're there. But I think for me, um, on the less tangible metric side really making sure that we have something that feels like a uh, authentic soccer experience and that uh, the way we feel in the stadium uh, on game night is how um, is what keeps people coming back right that that feeling that just brilliance under the lights that's what we want to say no paid for fans yeah exactly Perfect. exactly I mean <laughs> yes no paid for fans <laughs> Uh, so, how ready is the front office for 2020? How ready is the front office for 2020? Well, uh, 2020 is a few business days away. Um, and we don't have a lineup <laughs> or a schedule. <laughs> um, my hope is, uh, unless something goes really wrong between now and we're recording and when this podcast will be 
delivered, I assume, on all available podcast platforms. We can't promise all, but most. Most available podcast platforms. Um, At minimum, Apple's and Apple and Spotify. Great, great. I'm a Google podcast guy, but we'll no, try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so on a few major podcast platforms, uh, schedule should be out. So I'm uh, I'm excited about that. We've been it's been a work in progress. Uh, I know Matt has been working really really hard on it, and um, you know I, it's got a lot of uh, points of interest for true fans, and I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun for everybody, anybody who's interested in soccer. Um, you know I, I think it's 99 days from today until the first uh, kick of the ball in the league. Um, have, yeah, yeah, March 27th. Um, so I think we have, we have a ton to do. Um, we're ramping up in terms of staffing. And I think, you know, uh, from my perspective, we just added a communications person, uh, Yanira Garcia. And uh, we're super excited about her presence. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And just in the, like, uh, I think this is week three, maybe, that she's been here. But, like. Uh, Your the content amount has improved significantly. And I've been getting that. I've been getting that a lot from people. People be like, "Oh, do you have someone else helping with social media now?" <laughs> I'm like, "I didn't think it was that bad, guys, but okay." <laughs> but no, it just uh, the amount that sort of like in that in the marketing communications world we've been able to accomplish has more than doubled. So, you know, it, it'll be exciting as we continue to build that out and uh, get people placed in their seats and more tickets sold and. Yeah, all kinds of stuff planned out. All right, uh, now we're gonna come into the hard questions. Ooh, all right. What are your teams and clubs that are nearest and dearest to your heart that are not Union Omaha? Absolutely. So let's, uh, I guess let's start at the top, right? Uh, my first, so my, my own soccer journey, and I hope this doesn't step on a future question, but my own soccer journey, you know, I, I remember where I was in the 1998 World Cup final. Uh, I was at a summer program uh, in Connecticut, and there were a bunch of international students, and I remember them watching, and I didn't really pay attention, uh, but I remember it happening. Uh, 2002 World Cup, I was at home for the summer, and I remember staying up and watching the games. And then the 2006 World Cup, I was, you know, really a lot of fun, 2002 memories. 2006, I was like, oh, I can't wait. And uh, the first game, it kicked off right, out, right on my honeymoon. So I watched probably 45 of the 48 games. Like, I watched so much, and I was like, this is amazing. There's got to be more out there. Um, and so I sort of learned, you know, you, like, do a little Wikipedia research, discover there's this whole world of club soccer out there. Isn't it scary? Yeah, it is. And then, you know, I kept all these players that I was, like, loving during the World Cup, like uh, Didier Drogba, Frank Lampard, John Terry, Andrei Shevchenko, all these, yeah, yeah, that one, that one's a little rough. You can guess where I'm going on this. Uh, ended up being a Chelsea fan, uh, which makes me embarrassed to say I ever liked Andrei Shevchenko, but... Well, our other host, Pierce, would be very happy with you. <laughs> we, we've got uh, Pierce, who's a huge Chelsea fan, and then our Good producer, Pat, who is a huge AC Milan fan. Nice. So, nice. so you do, yeah. You should love Shevchenko. Oh, yeah. And your uh, current interviewer, who owns a Shevchenko jersey. Awesome. So awesome. There, there's a lot but of... But let's be clear, he was hot garbage at Chelsea. <laughs> like, the only striker worse in my fandom time was Fernando Torres. Who I actually hated beforehand. Also owned a Fernando Torres jersey. <laughs> so my, my Fernando Torres stories, uh, like I hated him at Liverpool and they signed him as this awful. Like for whatever reason, that was a period where I was not watching a lot of club soccer. It was like a Saturday morning and I was like alone and I like sat down, I plopped on the TV, turned it on. And like within a minute, he scored his first Chelsea goal, right? And this is when he played like 12 or 15 games in a row without scoring. And then it was like a some game in the mud at West Ham. And he like, the ball like stopped like three yards out. And he managed to score. So I saw that goal. And then of course, the goal he scored against Barcelona in the Champions League. Uh, it's like almost enough to make me, you know, forgive him for all his horrible time. At almost. Chelsea. But, you know, I was, I was in the back of a, a soccer bar in Denver, the British Bulldog. You know, hugging a man I've never met before fiercely as they scored that goal. And, like, especially with Chelsea's history with Barcelona in the Champions League, it was, you know, that was, so that was a Fernando Torres story. So Chelsea was the first, and then I was living in Denver at the time. 
And I was like, oh, I should go to some games. So I was a season ticket holder for six seasons with the Rapids. Um, did you catch plague? <laughs> no, I did not catch the plague. I was there when they caught that field on fire, though. Perfect. So it's 4th of July, and they set up fireworks there. And like we would tailgate with a group of people. So we went back to the car where we tailgated, set up. We're watching, and then we're like, oh, man, that house is on fire. Like, oh, that's bad news. Like, oh, that's why, you know, like, sort of bantering back and forth about it. Like, that's why you're going to be safe with fireworks. And then, like, we slowly started to realize it was the mid-ground, not the distance, that we were seeing. We were seeing a roof on fire. And, like, so it's just this dry field. They caught it on fire and setting off fireworks. That's the most rapid yeah. thing I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was... Uh, the Rapids are a frustrating team. Uh, I, think, I think I can say that. Um, but, you know, 2010 obviously had some real high points with the Cup. I, like, I got to do a lot of cool stuff around it. And there are some awesome pictures out there of me kissing the Cup, holding the Cup, like posing with the Cup. So that was, 2010 MLS Cup run was great. But there was a lot of, a lot of frustrating times out there. But that really, like, my love became like local soccer because of that like you can't put a price on being out and seeing players you can't put a price on like going and watching like i remember uh 2010 world cup yeah yeah 2010 world cup like i've been watching all these games at home and then like to go back it was like intoxicating to like see so much like anyway so that was like really where my like deep love of local soccer came from and so um i went to five bug eaters games this summer i feel like that's on my resume as well nice um would you consider yourself a bug eaters fan Ooh, yeah i got a bug eaters jersey at home i mean i think in a world where union omaha and them can coexist uh, i support both clubs um, in a world where they can't obviously i support union omaha <laughs> <laughs> As an aside, I definitely say Omaha is large enough to support both clubs. You know, our, our Metro is passionate about both. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I think they're really different things. Um, I, you know, I think the Bug Eaters are providing, you know, that summer, what used to be called PDL experience um, to local players, right? And we have a lot of good local players who are you know, have an opportunity to stay home and play at that level or stay near their institutions. Guys from Hastings, Midland, um, you know, throughout the GPAC conference, Bellevue, places like that. Um, and so them having the chance to come out and play, I think is awesome. Uh, and play in that environment. Well, hell, they even gave uh, Nebraska a kicker. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think a football team that goes through six, seven kickers in a year, like, uh, it's a great development tool for them as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, as someone who has some tie to Lincoln, um, you know, I, I think them having a permanent home in Lincoln would be great, and I think it would work on a lot of levels. Um, but obviously that didn't work out for them, and it's hard to argue with Morrison as a venue. So, I, you know, I think um, I'm excited to see what this season's Bug Eaters look like and, you know, hopefully get a chance to go to a few games. Um because I do love live soccer, and you know, I got two little kids at home, and it was awesome event. You go to a stadium with a few hundred people there, and like you can let a four-year-old run wild, and like so, my daughter and I had a great time this summer. Um, and then, so I think really the only league that I'm uh, getting into and following right now that we haven't talked about is the championship, uh, USL championship. Um, and I, I, we've been looking, uh, Yanir and I, uh, have been looking a lot at New Mexico United um, for the stuff that they've sort of done creatively. Yeah, and like, you know, uh, somos unidos. Uh, <laughs> what else can I say? So, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, next year that that might be a little bit where my attention is at the championship level. All right. Um, but I don't know. Do you guys have uh, American clubs that you support? Uh, it would be wrong of me not to say Sporting KC. No, they've Sport? done some wonderful things, and maybe not in this past season, but yeah. in the past, they, they were, growing up in New England, they were uh, the, actually, the first matchup I saw was the, the Wiz versus nice. New England Rev. 
I like to in. I like to still call Kansas City the Wizards. Just kind of poke sporting oh. fans like that. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> They'll always create some magic. Uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, I think I never, like, when I moved here uh, in 2000, at the end of 2012, I was like, maybe I can give them a try. But, like, still there were so many players I hated from my time as a Rapids fan. I never could do it. Now, you know, just I can stick with the Rapids. Well, don't worry. They'll continue to put the Rapids in their place. <laughs> Almost everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, let, to continue on the hard questions, mm, yes. Dream signing for you and in Omaha. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, I cleared this with the rest of the front office today. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, like, obviously you look, look at your favorite players. Uh, DDA Drugba, I'm sure, could come back and play a season in our if, league. If he can host the uh, Ballon d'Or, then I feel like he can play for Union Omaha. Yeah, you know, uh, he did find in the championship two seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he could score some goals. Um, you know, I, I think he's my sort of all-time favorite player. And then, you know, I would say any young American coming up looking to go pro. I don't have any particular names. Do you guys have uh, dream signings? Well, you know what? I'm hoping that we get to play against a former Creighton grad uh, who just signed for New England, who just announced a USL one team this year. Okay. No, okay. Uh, Sestinovic would yep. be a, a fun homecoming. I I feel. Okay. Um, loved seeing him play for Sporting. Loved to see him play at Werner Park. It's possible. It is possible. They, uh, you know, the MLS clubs with USL one teams. If you play five games, you can play in the playoffs. So, well, it might be possible. Love to see it. You know, honestly, I think any anyone from the MLS side, I think, would be a great signing. You know, especially for some of those that don't get a lot of playing time. You know, a lot. You know, that you can see potential in. You know, anything to honestly help out the U.S. Men's National. Yes. Yeah. I think um, I think a young American national, like age 16 to 18, would be incredible. But that, that is just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have no plans, no designs on that that I'm aware of. That would just be personal wishes. <laughs> I'll let you guys know if you have to edit that one out. <laughs> so you were talking about how you've been more leaning more going towards like championship looking at New Mexico yeah. for example um, do you see anywhere in the near future for Omaha maybe reaching up to that championship level? I, I, I think so uh, I think as a fan um, you know obviously it's a it's a step up um, and it's a big step up in cost uh, I think one of the things that I've been really attracted me to this uh, to the organization was um, they're, they're doing this in the way I would do it, right? If it was my money on the line, I, I think start at the level, USL League One, right? You, you can't really do a full season any lower um, in the pyramid and have it be professional. So, I, I, you know, I think, see, like, and if Omaha comes out and supports it in droves and we have, you know, tons of fans and we have, you know, we're, we're essentially proving that soccer works in Omaha uh, at that 6,000, 7,000 fan a game level. Uh, you know, I, I think with changes that are, um, yeah, I, I would think the opportunity for us to move up is is definitely there. Um, you know, and I, I think I'd, I'd love this, right? I mean, who wouldn't, right? I, I think, um, you know, USL League One is new, and so it doesn't have that tradition that some of those clubs in, um, you know, league or in the USL Championship do. Um, but I'm excited to see if the second season feels different with us being a new club, but others having that history. You know, we obviously have uh, natural rivals already um, in uh, Madison. And then we have future rivals, uh, Bird Cup rivals. Is there Bird Cup? You guys working on that? The Bird Cup may or may not exist. We'll see how well our first bird matchup goes. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I think uh, it's going to happen pretty soon. It looks like March 27th will be our first bird matchup. Oh, 
Uh, and yeah, March 27th, that's true. Uh, first two games will be a bird matchup. Yeah, so. Look at that, some spicy tips. Yeah, yeah, well, I, this will come out on Sunday, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> want people to think we're all in the know. <laughs> all right. Um, so which uh, potential future matchup are you most excited to see? Oh. Sioux Falls? Ooh. Or Des Moines? Ooh. Man, that's a great question. Um, oh gosh, so I have uh, I've got like personal history with both places, uh, fond memories of going there to race bikes. Um, but I have I have well I have more connection in Des Moines. Uh, I've got friends who live in Des Moines. Uh, we worked really closely with the folks at the Des Moines Bicycle Collective. Um, and so it's a city I'm fond of and I've spent more time in. There's just something about that Sioux Falls that's like, just feels like just a little bit spicier. Like I-29 Derby. Yeah, right? Like, uh, I, as a USD think? grad, yeah. I, I want to see that. I know, I know South Dakota has like crazy, crazy sports love. Yeah. Like, that? I think, like, I, I think there's something to... You know, this the Iowa-Nebraska rivalry between the states, like, it definitely exists. Um, but, like, there's... I don't know if it's that, like, Iowa feels like it's better than Nebraska at some level, but it's, like, it's a different... It's a different type of state than Nebraska, right? Like, ultimately, uh, I think South Dakota and Nebraska are more similar in terms of states, and therefore, I think the animosity, that the opportunity to percolate animosity will be there, and I think the fact that they'd be starting from scratch on a club, whereas the Menace, you know, Menace have this long, rich history as one of the best PDL teams out there, most organized, you know, amateur sides, and so, you know, they bring all that history with them and somehow that's less fun. I don't know. I, I, for whatever reason, I lean Sioux Falls on this question, even though I think the, I would have, the answer I would guess I would give would have been Des Moines. Happy to hear that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know why. There's just something that, like, I'm more excited about Sioux Falls than I am about Des Moines. As someone who spent a formative portion of my life in South Dakota, Nothing gets me more excited than seeing a state like South Dakota get behind a soccer team. Yeah, and like I, maybe there's something about Des Moines jumping straight to the championship and uh, from USL two, and then you know Union Omaha is having you know no concrete championship plans. Um, I don't know, you know, like if we're playing them in the Open Cup, right? Uh, like, we're playing in the Open Cup, whether they're a championship side or a PDL side, right? Whereas, like, you know, if you're going to play Sioux Falls two or three times a year, like, there, there's a chance to, like, really build that animosity and that relationship and whatever. But I, I do think, uh, I'm hoping the eternal rivals are always Madison. Well, nothing feels better than an owl getting a flamingo. I mean, but it would not be hard. No. I mean, they got sad. those long necks. Owls have the sharp claws. Super easy. Like, just look at the physics. Yeah. I mean, I think of, whenever I think of that, I think of uh, Scorpion's finishing move yep. in uh, Mortal Kombat. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> How are the updates to the park going? Uh, great. They're going really well. Um, it is... The mound is done. Can, um, can you clarify what has been done in the oh, mound? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they've installed a hydraulic system on the mound uh, that raises and lowers it. Has this been done anywhere else? I, everybody keeps telling me we're the fifth in the country, um, but I don't, know, I don't know what that means. So let's say, well, I'll repeat it. We're the fifth in the country. Um, a company called Esco Technologies came in and installed it. I've been inside. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you guys have a website with uh, footage, but if you do, I'll send you the picture you show the video of me inside it. Uh, I got out and I was like, oh my gosh, I could have been crushed. But it takes 10 minutes to lower it. Like, I would have had time to get out. So it would have been one of those really depressing crushes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's like this, um, the size of the mound, about the size of this table. 
um, and probably bigger than that, and it's just a room. You can't stand up in it. Like, uh, if I'm standing on the ground, it comes to about here. I mean, this is all great for a visual medium like podcast. Yeah, no, he's referencing a five by five table in a circle and his chest, and he's about five eight. I am five eight, and it's exactly in the middle of my chest. So I, you know, it was, uh, it's cool. It takes about ten minutes to lower. They pack in hard foam and then sand and turf or whatever, you know, whatever their process is. Uh, for that, they've done a test run. It's down right now. If you come out to the park to look at seats or get tickets or whatever, um, be sure to check it out because there's a clear sunken indentation in the ground where it is. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Uh, then they're also modifying a bit of right field um, to allow a better run up for corner kicks. Mm. Um, so. And my understanding is the Royals were interested in getting a little extra outfield space too, um, so it's not it's not huge. It's adding maybe a yard or two, but it's going to be a vital yard for quality corner kicks. And from a supporter's perspective, um, you are going to be like literally on top of the person taking the corner, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a really cool uh, thing. And you know, I don't know what they're doing, but they've ripped out the wall and built a new wall and. You know, I just kind of look, and it seems to be making some progress on it. And then we're we're getting an office built, but you know, life in Union Station 1.0, the construction trailer is great. I'm always excited for upgrades to Union Station. Yeah, no, it means more permanence. Who is it? So yeah, no, they're uh, they're working on building a building, and uh, you know, we met yesterday with uh, some AV stuff, and it's gonna be cool. All right. Yeah, so my last question for you, Ben, would be, um, so we all know opening day for Union Omaha, uh, that that first game for us at the home stadium is going to be April 25th. Yeah. How close do you think we are, or as, and by we, I mean the front offices, to that opening day? Ooh, like, everything we need ready? Mm-hmm. I, I would say we aren't behind. We're not ahead, <laughs> but we're not behind, right? I, I think, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm new at this. I don't know what I'm working toward um, in, in, in complete fashion. I got a list. I'm working things on the list. Um, but I don't, I don't think we've fallen behind, and I think we're going to come out of Christmas and... I think things are going to start happening every week or two uh, that are going to be big. Um, it's going to be cool, and it's going to be fun, and uh, I can't wait. Would your kids be excited about it? Uh, I think my kids are excited about anything I do because they're wonderful. Um, but I think it's going to be a few years before they really grasp what this is and uh, what it is. But I do want to say, just unrelated, uh, it's pretty exciting to think that we'll probably, you know, uh, on the night of April 25th, we'll have uh, we'll seen every Union Omaha game so far, and uh, we'll have all been there together. That's the other piece. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, where can we find Union Omaha on the web? Ah, okay. Is this uh, pluggables? Yeah. So uh, we're on the web at unionomaha.com. Our web store is shopunionomaha.com. Fancy. And you can follow my uh, front office Twitter at uh, union underscore Omaha underscore Ben. Union Omaha. Yeah. Uh, union underscore Omaha underscore Ben. Yeah. And that's on Twitter. That's all I really got. But we're on Facebook at Union OMA, Twitter at Union underscore Omaha, and Instagram at Union underscore Omaha. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate having you here, and it's my pleasure. We're all shaking hands now for the yeah, <laughs> lots of handshaking. And that was Ben. What a great interview. Now to come back to us, uh, like Ben talked about, he's a big Chelsea fan. I'm actually just to talk to you a little bit about us. I'm a huge Chelsea and a Sporting Kansas City fan, and now a Union Omaha fan. Luke, I mean, who are you a fan of? Well, I mean, as you said, Union Omaha, yep. nearest, dearest to my heart, yeah. as of May 12th. The first season tickets I've ever bought, actually, in my life, Union Omaha. Is that what the app is? Not, not the first season tickets that I've been a part of. Okay. However, 
they are the uh, first season tickets that I have wholeheartedly supported. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so what other teams do you root for? Um, Sporting Kansas City. Um, I'm a member of the um, Bayern Munich also, Omaha supporters. Yeah, it's going to be awkward. Round of 16, Chelsea Bayern. We'll have, well, to do a, we'll have to do a video on us watching that game. There's... There's not going to be much of a struggle there. Yeah, because um, Chelsea's going to win easily. They, easily, you, you can. It's going to be easy. Your hot trash mouth. Tammy Abraham is as that, good as it gets. Okay. Frank Lampard's a genius. Mason Mount. Yeah, we're going to win by we're, a billion. We're going we're gonna to see a Canadian beat your American. It, oh, so you want an American to lose? Interesting. I want that to go. Hey, put that on the record. Hey, Pat, make sure you don't cut that. Uh, uh, Luke is rooting against um, USA. Just, just don't, don't strike that from the record, please. I, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> TFC 2 and D3, TFC 2 and D3, a uh, regular commenter on our post, will support us, um, at least one of us supporting Alfonso Davies. <laughs> and then Patrick Tyler, who's our on the ones and twos, he is not in the room, he's actually outside the room, so I'm going to speak for him. He is the biggest AC Milan fan. I don't even know how that started, why that started, why he's making himself go through that. But, I mean, and he's giving us a really big, dirty look right now. But he's an AC Milan fan, which are, they're coming back. They're coming back, Luke. Trust me. They're coming back. They're going to be great here in the near future. And he's also a sporting Kansas City fan. Am I missing any other teams? And he's a loosely attached Chelsea fan. There you go. How about that? Well, so long as I can convince him to become an Ajax fan, Ooh, Ajax. I'll support him. That's a oh, no, he, no, no, he, 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 he does not like he's that. He's all on board. He's all on board. He's going to be there for my boy, Serginio Dest. <laughs> oh, so now you like the Americans. Hey, <laughs> love, love the Americans. But, you know, oh, Canada. So uh, I just I just want to say thank you all for listening. This is our first podcast. It's rough. It's not supposed to be nicely clean and polished. I mean, again, we're doing this in a library. I mean, I can't even, I mean, this is free. It's not, we're doing this just because we're real big fans and we're doing it because we love Union Omaha and we love the direction that they're going in. I mean, why, I mean, guess, why are you doing it? I love to see local soccer. Um, yeah. I expect us to be in a pro-rel situation someday. And mostly, I want to see Union Omaha thrash everyone in this league. Yeah, I know. I think uh, it, we have a good chance, too. I mean, from what I saw at the Combine, we've got a good chance to make a run. Uh, between the Combine, what I've talked to the front office, what you've talked to the front office, yes. what Pat? even our silent, uh, silent producer <laughs> Pat has talked to the front office. <laughs> it's uh, all been positive. We're leading, the, we're leading the league in season ticket sales. We're leading the league in, I mean, Fan interaction. We're, I mean, the Parliament, which you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Omaha Parliament on Twitter. They already have 848 followers on Twitter. I mean, go follow them. Go be a part of it because right now, as a reminder, a membership, a white tier membership, is free. A surge yellow, whatever that means, is $25. But you get a scarf with that. If you haven't seen the scarf, it's great. I mean, it is great. It is. Omaha Council Bluffs, it's perfection, got, and it's got the skyline of Omaha in it. It's got it says our city, our team. It's beautiful. You can see the Henry Gorley Zoo, uh, and then on the, if you want to be a black tier, you also for fifty dollars you get a scarf and a T-shirt. So make sure you go onto Omaha Parliament on their Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find that, and you can be a part of the Omaha Parliament. And it, to be honest with you, I'm going to have a little bit of a confessional here. But I was afraid. I was kind of afraid to be a part of Omaha Parliament because you guys all know each other. You guys all are in these different group chats. But the people have been so dang accepting from the very first minute. It Once you get involved, get, just dip your toes in the water. It is the most accepting group I've been a part of in a long time. Well, and I feel, you know, as someone who's relatively recent to the metro in Omaha, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be my third year living in Council Bluffs slash Omaha. Yeah. Uh, this metro is perhaps probably the best, but ultimately this league. Yeah. Oh, my know, gosh. Everyone in this league has, has been so fun. They've been so fun on Twitter, and they they've been. I we were t- we were just talking about it beforehand. We're texting people who are running other podcasts, and they're giving each other tips. We're not. I mean, we are friendly rivals. No, it, if we're putting as rivals, uh, yeah. the only rival we have right now 
is a certain pink northerner. But we don't talk about know, that. Um, we don't talk about that. We, we, we might be that. looking for some rivals we from those D-gens uh, from upcountry. I don't know who you're talking about. Yep. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we uh, we expect to see everyone here in Omaha. Yeah. And we expect to, you know, if they're not getting the crap they deserve from where, where we're visiting them there, right. come here. We'll make sure you get it. Yeah, exactly. So that does it for our first podcast. We're going to try. It's off season as of right now. Yep. We're going to try to do two two podcasts a month. We're going to try. Uh, I believe the next one we're shooting for is January 18th. This is, this is loose. We have, we're have we going to do our best. We're going to try. But you have to realize we got the holidays. We're running out of topics to talk about other than players signing. But the season starts in March. And once we get into it, going to be every week talking about it. We're recapping the games, talking about where we're at on the table and what we like and what we don't like. And we're hoping to have live shows. We're hoping to be out in the crowd, getting others involved. You will see us. Make sure you are following us yes. on Apple, on Google, Spotify. Spotify. Pat, give us a thumbs up. Is that Do we have all of those? Okay, I'm getting the thumbs up. We're on all of those, apparently. Make sure you're following so my wife doesn't divorce me. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, I don't know. I don't know about you, Luke. How, how, how is he going to put it, uh, this podcast on the... Do you know how he's going to do that? I have no idea. Uh, I mean, is I, it, I'm just saying it. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Producer he's giving us a thumbs up. He's going to make it so it's possible. But whatever. Okay. I don't know how he's going to do it. But, yeah, just make sure you like us. Make, uh, well, just, I hope you like us. If you I leave mean, us a five-star yeah. review on whatever we post on... Yes. Even if it's a subtle roast. I mean, leave a leave a five star review, roast us, we'll and we'll read them. I mean, we'll, do anything. We'll, we'll read your five star review. Yeah. Um, we will. But it has to be five stars. We will substitute those expletives. Yes, we are going to have leave. to. Yeah. Uh, but we'll substitute them for something hilarious. Yeah. So please leave us like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and then unsubscribe one more time just to resubscribe. To, and make sure you leave us a five star review, even if it, even if you think this is dumb. Yeah. Uh, honestly, just just for the goodness of your heart. But uh, we'll be back it's soon. The Christmas spirit. It's the Christmas spirit. Uh, but we'll be back soon enough. I uh, really appreciate you listening and tuning in. I'm, there's so many podcasts to listen to. For you guys to listen to this one, it really means a lot. Uh, so from me, my personal self, Luke, any, any last words? No, thanks for tuning in. And uh, you stay classy, world. Yeah, you stay classy, world. And uh, that just does it for who gives a hoot. And you know who gives a hoot? We do. <laughs> cut it. Right there. Just cut it. <laughs> I don't know how to end the show. I don't. Just cut it there. <laughs>